Boy, uh, headline in the Wall Street Journal when you when you log on to their website. Evan Gershkovitz, this is 250 days since he was taken uh, in Moscow. Uh, he is a hostage, of course, our concern for the hostages. They're still in the clutches of Hamas. Uh, continues this morning with no talks on the horizon uh, about any ceasefire to continue bringing them back. Uh, that window is, seems to have closed. And then we had last week's, and I know you guys talked about it on Friday, this bombshell report from the New York Times that Israel had the Hamas battle plan but dismissed it as aspirational. Watching all of these stories is Jonathan Savage, our Fox News radio correspondent and WJR contributor. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. Give us a sense of the fallout in Israel about this report from the New York Times, I think also confirmed by other news outlets as well. Uh, is, Israel is kind of being quite dismissive about it. Am I characterizing that correctly? I, I think you probably are. Um yeah, it's uh, Israel's not really, you know, happy to engage with anything that goes beyond the the line that they're sending out right now because, you know, they're 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 very keen to um to to talk about how this took them by surprise, um to talk about how uh they didn't see it coming. Um and um there's been sort of a real sort of blame game going on, um, particularly uh, within Israeli politics. You saw Benjamin Netanyahu uh, at one point seeming to, to shift the blame onto his security advisors and then having to retract and, and delete um, his tweet. Um, so, but the, the 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 issue has always been whether uh, not whether they they did see this coming, but whether they should have seen this coming. Um, and I think that there's no doubt many people in Israel feel that that the number one job of the Israeli government to defend their people is something that Benjamin Netanyahu failed to match up to. Um, and and we're now 59 days into this war. He's still Prime Minister of Israel, but a lot of people wonder how long he'll be able to last in that job after this war comes to an end. Jonathan, uh, you know, the uh, Israel claimed that they considered this plan, you know, too difficult for Hamas to carry out. It, it kind of reminds me of a, a little bit of 9-11, you know, the, the the United States knows some things and think, well, that's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to get in a plane and fly a plane into a building. I mean, is, is there some similarity there? Well, since the start of 2022, um, there's been a lot of focus on the West Bank, uh, the other uh, Palestinian area. Uh, if you want to call it that, that the, the, uh, Israel has, has um, settled into and, and, and occupied. But that's where there's been the majority of skirmishes, of attacks uh, on Israelis have, have come from there. Um, Israeli raids into refugee camps targeting what they say are terrorists. Um, and it was felt that if there was going to be any threat to Israel, it could well come from the West Bank, that, that Gaza was contained, that there'd be the rocket fire every so often, but Israel's Iron Dome should be able to deal with that. Um, so, you know, I, again, it comes down to, I don't know if, if you can make the 9-11 comparisons um, too deeply, but if, if you want to say that um, Israel's, Israel was looking elsewhere for the threat uh, and didn't see it coming from one direction because its eyes were turned the other way, um, perhaps there's a, a sort of comparison with 9-11 there. Uh, Jonathan, Israel now pushing into the south of Gaza, which is even more densely populated, and the people were told to go there. So now what happens? Uh, John Kirby was on Meet the Press, and it seems like the U.S. has to sort of be very delicate in what they say right now. 
Yeah, at the start of the war, Israel told people in Gaza, go south. Now they're telling people in Gaza, go even further south, because Israeli troops are moving away from that original theatre of war, the northern part of Gaza. Um, they've sent out maps telling people um, which parts of the city of Khan Yunus, which is in the south of Gaza, they should not be in, they should evacuate from, telling people to head towards the sea, towards the Egyptian border. Many of those people, of course, have already been displaced. Many of those people have moved at least once, possibly twice, don't have homes, don't have food or, or water. Um, and there's been over 400 airstrikes across Gaza uh, at the weekend. Um, and yes, the message coming from uh, the United States uh, continues to be Israel has the right to defend itself. But more and more, we're hearing from figures like John Kirby and from Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary, that Israel could face unintended consequences. That Israel could face what uh, Lloyd Austin called a strategic defeat mm -hmm. if it fails to protect civilians in Gaza. There's also this issue that's it's really been percolating and it seems to be exploding now about the, the treatment of women by Hamas, the sexual atrocities and the, the mass rapes that have, have occurred. Pramila Jayapal, the far left Republican, uh, the far left Democrat, rather, from, from uh, uh, Washington, was on with Dana Bash over the weekend on CNN and was asked about this, you know, kind of a where's the outrage from the far left of the treatment of women? And she quickly pivoted to condemn Israel. And when Dana pushed back, she said, I'm done talking about it, basically. Is there similar frustration that you are hearing uh, there in Europe? And also, where's the, where's the outrage at the United Nations? Yeah, there's been frustration absolutely voiced in the last week um, about um, a lack of discussion over the, the sexual violence which um, Hamas militants carried out, as well as the, um, the, the, the killings um, and the kidnapping. Um, and in fact, people were saying, why did the United Nations not speak up about this early on? Now, a UN Commission of Inquiry um, is being set up, will launch an appeal for evidence, but there are claims that uh, the United Nations had, had been too quiet on this, that they, they hadn't talked about this and not understanding why um, women's groups in Israel speaking up about this. So, yeah, we've had reports, um, particularly here in the UK, the, the, the Sunday Times newspaper um, came out with a, a really, really strong report with eyewitness accounts of, of what Hamas attackers were doing, um, among the most shocking accounts that we've seen since, the, since October 7th. So, yeah, there's definitely a sort of momentum growing um, to hold uh, the, the attackers to justice and sort of to hold the international community to justice as well. Um, what is the feeling then of what is going on in Gaza and, and the videos that are coming out? Because it certainly feels like there's a shift in our country. I think, yeah, more and more you're seeing in, um, I would say, sort of left of center newspapers here, newspaper columns, more and more op-eds, um, you know, just saying that, the fact that there's one I just saw on Friday. I think I think that the headline was was um, you can't uh, whatever your view of of the war, uh, you have to acknowledge that rape is rape, um, even you know and and you can't trivialize that, then um, and that you can't that that you can't sort of pour all your empathy, all your feelings towards the Palestinians uh, without feeling a great empathy uh, and great great sort of uh, repulsion 
for what has been carried out on Israelis. So, mm-hmm. you know, while we've seen a lot of poor like, polarisation, people feeling the need to pick a side, I think we are getting to a place in the public debate here in the UK where people are, are starting to show a little bit more nuance, um, which may, you know, that, that may then sort of bleed onto the political, uh, the political pressure that goes towards Israel and, and Gaza as well. All uh, stories we will be watching throughout the week as they continue to develop. Jonathan, we thank you for your time this morning. Jonathan Savage, our Fox News radio correspondent. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. By the way, something else to watch this week is is the funding for Israel and Ukraine. And it may have come to a head. We've got Democrats now in the Senate saying, hey, we're we're willing to raise the standards for asylum. We're willing to address the immigration situation on the southern border. We heard it from Melissa Slotkin Mm -hmm. when we talked to her last week. Um, the the far left is going crazy. Their hair is on fire. And there's also a question about whether or not the far right in the House will go along with it because won't, they'll want things to go much farther than that. But at least a window of opportunity to address. At least discuss it. Exactly. Yeah. Address both these issues in tandem. You're on JR Morning.